Welcome to our thoughts tonight. Join us as we chat in a mellow mood about music, philosophy, psychology, and anything else that will come to mind. Enjoy our thoughts tonight. Our thoughts tonight. Welcome everybody. Ashika's here. Hello, and I'm your host, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. I want a lot of different stuff. So tonight we're talking about AI. We're talking about uh, academic elitism. We're talking about maybe Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, uh, I know I'm going to hit on STEM, the STEM, you know, fields a little bit. So we're going to be catching up a little bit, uh, hitting some uh, recent events and all that. So yeah, but before all that, uh, I think we should go into Krishim Santam. As always, Krishim Santam. We're back on our thoughts tonight. Our thoughts tonight. So yeah, we yeah, uh, Patrick we, bet David. Oh yeah, yeah, we we're talking about <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? No, sure. Why not? He's just—he's kind of a joke. Yeah. I, again, I don't know too much about him. I've seen clips of him talking stuff, but he seems very—he uh, reminds me of um, what's that guy's name? Jesse Lee Peterson, was it? Who's that? Not Jesse. Who's uh, the uh, the guy who uh, he he calls everybody everybody a beta or whatever? He's like an old black guy. He's very very oh, conservative. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's, I think it is Jesse. You no, know, is it Jesse Lee? No, no. Uh, oh, man. He's like, yeah, he calls everybody. Yeah, I think he interviewed, uh, I think he interviewed Kyle. Was it Kyle? No, he interviewed Destiny at one point, like years ago. And he's like, Des- De- Destiny, that's that's a girl's name, huh? Or uh, something. Thomas Sowell? Is that the guy you're talking about? No, I, no, no. He's, uh, this guy is like senile almost. <laughs> like he is obsessed with like men acting uh, like women or whatever. Like he's like, it's a big problem or something for him. But he, he, you know, the Patrick dude or whatever reminds me a lot of him because it's just like it's not intellectual in any way. I and mean, not like it's going to be intellectual at all. Sure, but there's no veneer of it either. Does Patrick bet David claim to be an intellectual? I don't. I mean, I don't know too much about him, but from the clips I've seen, it's I don't get that impression at all. Yeah, it's it's Jesse Lee Peterson, this dude, beta male. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah that guy's like completely irreverent. I think yeah. it's a joke. I honestly maybe, think maybe. he's a joke because it's like he's kind of yeah insane yeah he makes no sense so yeah i guess like the main topic tonight is uh chat gpt yeah artificial intelligence and yeah it's kind of i think the for the first time that we can see in any like in an extremely disruptive way like chat gpt i never thought i would see google shaking in their boots yeah my entire life yeah i mean i haven't used it i think i think i saw my brother-in-law use it i'm not sure if that was the same program but I mean, I mean, I don't know. Isn't like, I mean, Google has so much like historical, almost like just, you know, it's the incumbent, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't know. If no, they're can, still very powerful, but yeah. they've got to figure something out now because yeah. everyone, I mean, I've been saying this for years, like search is awful right yeah. now. I don't know if you're like, if you notice that too, but you can't search for anything yeah, uh, without getting a thousand ads and a bunch of irrelevant yeah. uh, topics. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but ChatGPT, yeah, I don't know too much about it. It's just like, it's more of a questionnaire, not questionnaire, but like, like you can't like look up, uh, I think we were talking about it before, you can't, look up, you can't look up articles, you can't like research essentially. Not yet, but yeah. if you've seen, and there, it comes with its own set of problems, obviously, yeah. because of the biases, but we'll get into that. Yeah. But also, it is more functional uh, in the Bing version of it, which because Microsoft invested uh, $10 billion into it, and now they've uh, joined it with Bing, yeah, and they're yeah. letting uh, journalists trial run it. 
essentially. And it, yeah. lo- it like sources articles. And uh, I mean, it it's pretty amazing. It looks pretty great. Yeah. It's going to also probably be contentious as well because, yeah. you know, people are going to start trying to monopolize and, and yeah. so on as always. But that's that's not the AI's fault necessarily. It's the people, it's capitalist adventures and yeah. and everything else and just capitalism in general. I remember I uh, on my vacation recently, we did use some sort of like AI question chat thing. It might have been ChatGPT actually. Uh, I remember asking. Did it look like this? It was something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's definitely ChatGPT yep. then. Yeah, I remember asking like, uh, it was like critiques of philosophers or whatever. I was trying to see how accurate it could be or how good the critiques could be. Let's try it. Give me, give me uh, the most complex philosophical question you can think of. A question? I was thinking philosopher. Oh, okay. Or question. whatever. Yeah. Some. Give me a complicated or uh, more in-depth uh, philosophical question, and let's ask ChatGPT. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. I guess I can do something from the for my thesis or something re- regarding it. Ah. Uh, okay. It's not too complicated. Can you keep the principle of the identity of indiscernibles? While getting rid of substitutivity, getting rid of substi- substitutivity. All right, let's let's ask. Okay, so can you keep the principle of identity of indiscernibles while getting rid of substitutivity? Let's see what ChatGPT has to say. Yes, it is possible to maintain the principle of identity of indiscernibles while rejecting the principle of substitutivity. The principle mm-hmm. of identity of indiscernibles (PII) states that if two objects have all the same properties, then they are identical. In other words, if two things are indiscernible in all respects, then they must be the same thing. The principle of substitutivity, on the other hand, states that if two expressions refer to the same thing, sorry, then they can be substituted for one another without changing the truth value of the sentence in which they appear. The principle is sometimes called Leibniz's, Leibniz's law. law of identity. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That actually There's will... more too, but I'm not going to go on. Yeah, Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a contentious question. I think that's crazy. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's a way. That's a dude. Yeah, it's try- cool. It, it obviously <sighs> has its downsides, but yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Yeah, that before. is pretty crazy. Can you can you like respond to the same yeah, thing? Yeah. Be like, okay, uh, how should I word this? Because okay, well, the reality of it is that it, it's true, but it, it's very. It needs to be specific as to what kind of property acquisition it's talking about. So be like. I don't know how to question that. Like, let's say uh, I don't want to say encoding. I want to make it say encoding. You missed a part. Yeah, it says I apologize for the mistake. Let me try to improve or provide a more complete answer to your question. If they can eventually incorporate all of the possible like academic literature in yeah. this, that yeah. would be insane. It'd be yeah. such a great That'd tool. That'd be cool. I remember. So I remember when I when we did this in Washington or whatever. I I looked up critiques on Husserl. And it was like very generic, like kind of mundane critiques. And I was like, well, I was like, I don't even know if this is really even accurate. Because it was like, like one of the things was um, uh, one critique against Husserl is that he can be very uh, like subjective or too in the subjective sphere of things. Mm-hmm. And like, like kind of, but like not really. Like that's what, that's not what Husserl would say, you know, Um so yeah, it's yeah, it's not complete. I guess this just came out, right? So yeah, like, just, yeah, I mean, they've been working on it for a few years, but this is the first version. Yeah, they've made it public. Maybe I think in November, maybe a little bit earlier. Okay, but yeah, it's, this is essentially the research version. They they give you a disclaimer saying yeah. that you know your feedback is helping us improve. Right, right. 
it's not like live yet. They do allow you to upgrade to Plus right now, which doesn't have any other different features, but oh. it gives you like faster response speed because sometimes it's so packed that it won't respond to you. And if you're like using it for something, you're like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Can we wait? That's I mean, that's that's cool. But it's just, man, it's weird though. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I mean, internet was already weird, but now yeah. it's getting kind of that's insane. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it yeah. really is. I mean, it's really helpful. People are talking about the biases yeah. and stuff. Like, what do you think about that? The bias? Oh, oh, implicit bias and stuff like. Yeah. yeah, I mean that. Yeah, there has to be some sort of like quote unquote vetting process, I guess. I'm not even sure. I mean, how do they actually even determine this stuff? Like, who, like I mean, it depends on who's actually in charge of this, right? And yeah, then, it's uh, and also the sources that they're AI, getting it, uh, which yeah. I think. Elon had a Elon yeah. Musk had a part in starting at yeah. one point, but it was meant to be open, yeah. uh, open source or whatever it's called. It also depends on like what sources are available online, anyway. Yeah, uh, and what's like you know at the top or whatever. I'm sure because even if there was like no implicit bias or whatever, there's like not everything's are you know online, you know, uh, and that's probably going to affect it somehow. And I actually wonder yeah. in terms of like academic like sources, like if it has access to if it will have access to all academic sources, you know, or if they're going to be like behind paywalls or, I mean, they are behind paywalls now, so it's probably not going to, but what you can do is, uh, and in fact, I do this, I I read so much research literature right now for classes that I copy the entire article after Mm. I've read it and I ask it to summarize it for me. So to see if I understood the points. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, cool. Or I'll take like the results because, you know, yeah. there's the results are arguably the most important part of the article, but also the easiest yeah. thing to confuse and get wrong. Yeah. But yeah, so I feed that into there and, and I make sure that, you know, maybe I check to see if I understood it. If you miss but sometimes it misses th- things too. Yeah. Yeah. This version, at least it, it gets things wrong. So you kind of have to be aware right. and challenge it. But if you challenge it, it corrects itself, which is crazy. God, which weird. which kind of gets into the conversation a little bit of like, yeah. I guess this is a conversation we've had like a thousand times, but at what point does something has it have its own subjective experience? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I feel like my answers has changed since last time. Well, I think it's just still the same, but I think like, I don't know, I've started like viewing everything much more phenomenologically. And like, I know in the past, like, well, I don't know. Like, I think there's two different like approaches you can take, at least philosophically. There's like the metaphysical route you can take with that, and then like the phenomenological route you can take with that. Metaphysically, I feel like you, it's not too hard to be like, oh, we're, you know, it's almost there. You know, AI is almost there to have subjective experiences. Phenomenolo- phenomenologically, I don't think it's anywhere near, or if it's ever going to get there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you talking about like Chad GBT having like its own, like, you know? I know people like to talk about that, but I, yeah. I'm starting to think that it's just. I don't know if it's confusing because one aspect of me sees like the computational theory of mind yeah. that's really popular and and think of it and and it makes sense to a certain degree yeah. that we are just computing things. So what is in what's the difference between this thing? Yeah. Besides the fact that maybe it doesn't have emotions allegedly. That's what it's potentially programmed to think or say. Yeah. See, I th- I think so I think that's why that's where the phenomenological parts come into play. Like in phenomenology, there's like uh, it. It kind of depends on which phenomenologist you're asking, you're talking to. But there usually is two different ways to approach, like the world. Um, like in Husserl, there's like 
you know, you can kind of approach it in a scientific way. Yeah. Right. But most of us live in it in like something called a life world. Heidegger, you have like being, being at hand and, um, uh, ready, sorry, present at hand and ready to hand with Boober. You have an I, it, uh, sorry, a thou, it relation. The point is there's different like ways to relate to the world. So like if an, if a robot or whatever, an AI is analyzing something like, like, for example, if we're like talking about human, you know, the human organism as like a mechanism, I'm like, oh, it, it takes in objects or it, it understands things uh, and it analyzes it or whatever. And it's various, you know, quote unquote, systematic, the brain, the body and everything. That perspective is only one different perspective. There is a sense of like the human actually like living in a different sense, in a natural. It's, it's, hard, it's not hard to put in the words. Like, for example, right. Uh, the phrase like I know a person, like I know Joe, right? I don't know well, what does that actually mean. It's, 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 it's going to connect, but like I don't know Joe in the same sense that I know a math theory or or whatever. I know him on a personal level, right? And that kind of relation of this personal relation, this I don't this non-objectifying relation. I don't think it's capable of any sort of AI. I think an AI possibly might be able to have an it relation of like talking about data or, or understanding data or maybe even like cog, you know, being cognitive of, of it somehow like that might be possible, but I don't think it's ever going to be like truly experiential in the sense that a human is like, it's no, like, I don't, I can't, Why wouldn't it be though? Because if it has a capacity for memory, which this one, yeah. like if you had a, an hour long conversation yeah. and you referred back after an hour to the beginning of the conversation, it remembers it. But if yeah. you have a if you have a, a database memory that can hold, let's say, multiple lifetimes worth of information, who's to say that it couldn't recall things or people? No, no, memory is fine. I mean, if, for example, I can still like I can analyze Joe too. But I guess what I mean by the thou distinction, or, or um, uh, I don't uh, Heidegger doesn't really fit here too much, but like or a, a Australian life world, like the AI is never gonna like take the world as. It can analyze things. It can it can store memory. It can focus in on information. But I I feel like it's very hard to really let the AI just be itself without that going on. So that's kind of what I mean by the whole life world thing. Is like we constantly live our lives like not actually focusing on anything specifically, or like we're we're cognizing it to a certain extent. But it's not like it's not like we're like object oriented, like analyzed people all the time. Whereas I think an AI will constantly always be that. Like it's it's hard to like imagine like a computer just like, you know, just chilling essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing nothing. Yeah, just doing nothing. Or like, you know, or you know, or or another way to put it is like, you know, if you're talking to someone, and like there's two different ways you can talk to someone, right? You can like talk to someone and you want to like get something out of them, right? You're 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 object oriented. You're focusing on the decisions you make, what you say. You're focusing on your next words. You know, you have goal orientation. I want this from them. Um, or you talk to a person like very naturally, like just letting it, you're not even conscious of it, essentially. Whereas an AI, I think by definition, is always calculating very, quote unquote, intently, even that if you can even use that word. Yeah, I think in that sense, I don't think it's ever going to get to an experiential mm-hmm. state. It wouldn't need to, you know. It wouldn't need to, but I don't. It doesn't have the, at least, I think we do because no. there's a, like a physiological benefit yeah. to our brain that uh, it benefits from rest or just yeah. being lazy. And like that, I think kind of has, um, kind of is tied with our like creativity, you know, yeah. 
you know, you just kind of want, let your mind wander. I don't think, yeah, because computers or artificial intelligence don't necessarily have to do that. Yeah. But then again, screensavers. It's essentially yeah. just a computer chilling. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, then, well, then it gets then it gets fuzzy in terms of interpretation of what you mean by like chilling, because I, I guess because <laughs> like I don't know. I think the whole mm, it's just it's just different because in the sense of like an actual experience, like like for example, I guess I won't go with phenomenology, but like another metaphysical route to take is like like is the computer ever going to have like qualia or like um, qualitative experience like. Sure, it seems like it, you know, you can use our inductive logic and like, okay, it seems like it, it's responding like a human would or whatever, but like, I'd be very suspicious, um, at, at least in terms of technology right now, if there's an actual like, experiential state, um, there's nothing indicating that it would, it just seems like it on the surface. Yeah, I agree with I, you. Yeah, I think completely. metaphysically you could get to that point, but I don't think we're there at all. I think there, yeah, there are definitely questions to raise, yeah. but I think really the big thing is that people anthropomorphize artificial intelligence. Yeah, 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 where it doesn't need to be essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like it, and that would be it, you know, that would be enough for some people. Should we take a break? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm done. All right, we'll be right back on Our Thoughts Tonight. Our Thoughts Tonight. We are back on Our Thoughts Tonight. Our Thoughts Tonight. And we're talking about ChatGPT and the emergence of AI in all of our lives over the last few or last generation or recently, I guess, last yeah. 10 years or so. Yeah. But I was going to ask, what do you think are the political implications for this so far? Uh, I'm guessing you're talking about in bias or in biases, right? Biases yeah. and um, obviously there's like techno-colonialism, which people don't really, it's not even a contemporary topic to yeah. talk about as it is, but not nearly as frequently as it should be in my yeah. opinion. I mean, obviously it depends on, you know, uh, we're talking about this, I think, off air, but like obviously who's in charge of G- uh, ChatGPT, where the sources are coming from, where it's, uh, you know. Sorry, it's not picking up your voice. With what, sor- what sources are actually even uh, available, you know, for it to uh, get. Um, obviously there's paywalls or even if some things aren't even online yet. Like I can imagine, uh, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's published journals out there for, uh, different types of things that are not as uh, frequent or not as like upper tier as others. So I wonder if, and usually like, for example, I, um, a paper I was working about yesterday, not yesterday, sorry, last semester, uh, was actually from like an African philosophy, uh, philosophy journal. I don't think that would be anywhere on the radar, for example, for ChatGPT. So yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, they can, that can have connotations of racism or connotations of uh, different cultural biases for sure. Do you think it'll favor like liberal American perspectives like like the corporate yeah. media essentially I don't uh, I, I don't know I mean I the inclination is yeah but I guess we'll have to wait or hegemonic see. Uh, hegemonic mindset yeah I mean most oh uh, mo- it might it might like have some again I'm not I'm still confused as to how the critiques work but it might be a little critical but I don't think nowhere to the same extent as like, you know, um, it's not going to pull a, it's not going to pull a Noam Chomsky and be like, Oh, uh, yeah. all presidents since world war two, uh, are guilty by Nuremberg world trials. But like, yeah, by, by default it won't. But if yeah. you, right now, if you ask it to answer this from an anarchist perspective or uh, answer yeah. this from 
the perspective of a communist or, yeah. or a perspective of Noam Chomsky. It does, but not by default. Yeah. So and, I guess what is the default then? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. that's really what I'm asking, I guess. Yeah. And it seems to be just like run-of-the-mill stuff. Yeah. Well, the, I, well again, like, I think they kind of... I mean, if it's run-of-the-mill stuff, then that's more of a question of like what's run-of-the-mill. And that's, that doesn't even go with chat GPT. That's just like... That can go into academia too or, or, or whatever medium, like what's the run-of-the-mill. So, if, I mean, it's going to be reflective of, you know... I don't want to say reflective of the culture around it, but reflective of where the sources are coming from. And if the, the sources are coming from and all the people developing it are from a certain worldview, it's going to reflect Probably that somehow. STEM majors. Yeah, like yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. earlier. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it is AI, artificial intelligence is a... What is it called when there's a... We should ask ChatGPT this question. <laughs> um, interdisciplinary study. It's an interdisciplinary study, so you've got different fields. Yeah. Um, but probably the majority of them are STEM or, you know... In liberal business. arts, yeah. like uh, psychology, uh, 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 philosophy. Uh, uh, people, who like, people who develop ChatGPT. People who develop ChatGPT. I don't or? know about the developers of ChatGPT, but I, I know that there there's more than likely cognitive scientists working. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't. Uh, there's probably a few like I'm trying to think like philosophers. I mean, like Daniel Dennett comes to mind. I mean, he wouldn't work on anything like this, but possibly. I mean, I think yeah. Obviously, STEM is part of it. I think some sort of business major. Is going to be a part of it. I mean, like a lot, of, a large part of like business degrees have like AI components now that they're studying, and that's. I mean, that kind of shows a little bit of like where the biases may lead to. If you have people who are obsessed with like economics, yeah, be part of it because that's. I mean, that's that is a whole industry. I mean, that's been on the rise. Um, I mean, even at UAA, even there, they they really recently developed a whole AI lab. So really? yeah, so yeah, so that's. I think. STEM and business areas are are top, uh, and cognitive science as well. But yeah, I don't know. What it's it's going to reflect those people. What are your views on on academic elitism? Like yeah. we were talking about this earlier bef- before we started the podcast. I, I only really hate. Well, I don't know, hate, but like I see more of it uh, as a problem through STEM, and maybe that's like my own bias. But like that's like the number one. Um, when it comes to like like the humanities or liberal arts, like there's there are like you know elitism, elitist you know elitists in general, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like a really elitist, I don't know, uh, a really elitist ethics guy, you know, at Harvard or whatever is bad. You know, sure, mm-hmm. it's, he's gonna probably have a really weird. It's funny, I've had an experience. Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. One of my professors. Yeah, so me un-American, right? <laughs> and I and think he's a Harvard professor. Yeah, I, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, I, I forgot. Right, I got yeah, he wasn't a professor, but he's a Harvard grad. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not going to say his name. Yeah, I know, no, no. <laughs> there. I'm not going to dox the guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I, that's pretty bad. But I feel like the academic elitism in terms of STEM, I think, is more understated and more dangerous. I guess I, I'm not sure about dangerous, but I think it's more. Yeah, I think I think more dangerous. Like everyone talks about, like it, when when we think of academic elitists, we don't think of like um, like we usually think of that. Like it's we usually think of the liberal arts guy. At least in my mind, that's what comes up. And I don't think that's really the problem. I think the problem is actually like the elitists, or again, my bias is showing, but like the whole inclination towards STEM and mm-hmm. what that implies as to society as a whole like no one talks about like the elitist scientists at, at whatever and it's not a 
critique at science. It's a critique at like the person who goes into it, or the person who like teaches it or whatever. And I think that's much more dangerous because like one, that's less funding for liberal arts. That's opening wide the yeah, doors of a, economic disparity too. I think uh, liberal arts people like humanity, I think humanities yeah. are considered liberal arts, right? And like even yeah, yeah. like criminal Same. justice, psychology, like those type of non-engineering, non-business, yeah. uh, even business is considered liberal arts, I think. But let's let's say At if you're, if you're not in engineering or business or chemi- uh, chemistry science, yeah. or physics, yeah, yeah. hard science or business. Yeah. So if you're not trying to make money, essentially, yeah. nowadays th- there is a, a criticism yeah. of your degree, which is ironic Considering the fact that that's why higher education was invented in the first place, yeah, is yeah. to just become a better citizen, right? Yeah. So I mean, I think the yeah the real well yeah that's the yeah exactly, and I think like not that those people can't be yeah. um, academic elitists themselves, but yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. But it's just like it's also the you know the I don't know of any statistics or anything. I'm sure there's some study done, but like I'm sure there's a lot more, you know right-wingers that you could say in those fields than not i mean like, for example like they talk about like oh you know university has a left-wing bias you know le- university has a left-wing bias uh one that's going to be the case most likely because it's a university like by its own nature it's going to be left-wing but like i think if you look specifically at certain majors like that might actually not be the case in business or um even some hard science oh, yeah. or whatever i've had experience with that like yeah. you know being in criminal justice classes, yeah, it's yeah. like deer in the headlights or whatever, you know, it's definitely, yeah. you get like, you get stares. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good that like ethics courses, for example, are required of like business majors or whatever, like, but that kind of goes to show you, you know what I mean? Like, like you're taking a business course or a medical course. I mean, I guess with medical it's different, but like, especially with business, like you're taking business, you're required to have an ethics class. Like what the implication of that is saying you you be careful like like yeah. let's teach you some ethics before you go go out there and like that kind of i don't know kind of says everything to me do you think do you think people miss it like, like do you think they miss the point oh probably probably i mean if it's like most likely i mean that's i mean i don't know but statistics or anything like that but like uh if you're taking like i don't know three four normal business classes and there's one business ethics class like you're probably not going to focus on as much oh it's my it's my required class let me get it over with and then I'm done. Um, I mean, some people don't fall into that trap. Like I had a friend, uh, he was in marketing and he was about to finish his degree. And then he just felt so wrong about it. He's like, I love the human interaction part of it or whatever, but like, it just feels so wrong. So he switched to philosophy and I, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of says everything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, for a society that values money so much, you would think yeah. that there would be, a focus on ethics because yeah. people care about it so much, but you know, everyone else is held to ethical standards like yeah. doctors and psychologists. And yeah. even, even if you're just trying to do a basic study, you're held to like ethical standards. Right. But when it comes to money, it's like a free for all. Yeah. But also, I mean, I think the thing, the thing is clear with money, but then like when it goes to like the hard science and engineering, I think like the trend continues in a different aspect. Like, Cause it's at the detriment, I think, of other fields or whatever. Like, 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 what's like the stereotype? Like the stereotype 
really shit major is gender studies. Like in anything. That's like the stereotype. That's, people shit on it? Yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. they crap on gender studies. Which is ridiculous. It's, yeah. It, like, again, I've, I never, never took the class, but I essentially took the class. Long story short. But like super informative, crazy informative. Like it's, it's really in detail. There's nothing funny about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but again. What, what is funny about it to, to people? Like, let's they, 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 they prob- largely conservative yeah. or reactionaries. Yeah, they probably think gender studies is like, you know, oh, men suck. Here's this and this and that. That's not what gender, study, gender studies is at all. Gender studies is not even just about gender. I mean, it goes into um, goes into race a lot, too. It's more of just it's more like social like social issues in general. And it's not just about women. There's there are a lot of such about men, too. Yeah. But do you think that's why? Oh, like the reactionary funny. conservatives, yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, despise I think, that sort of thing. I mean, part of it's probably yeah, because it, it's it's centered around women. At least that's like the the initial part about it. But another part is yeah, I think it, part of the whole mindset is that you know it's not going to get you a job. It's talking about very loose things that they'll make you know that's not like in terms of methodology, a humanities degree is going to be very different than a hard science degree just by the nature of what it is like yeah it's not a step-by-step math process not a step-by-step research uh process it's a critical thinking logic kind of mentality that mentality that you're in so just because it's it's fuzzy and it's loose and it's not the answers aren't so clear in gender studies or whatever but that's like the inclination that like, that comes up like you talk about something in philosophy to a stem major and it's like it just goes over their heads because it's like it's not the answer answers aren't easy. There's not there's nothing about it that's like it's a step by step process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why you know, and there's obviously like you know YouTube clips of like you know someone like Bill Nye like oh man I'm kind of I'm kind of jumping around but like there's that famous talk where like it was like Bill Nye Richard Dawkins Neil deGrasse Tyson a few other or Lawrence Krauss a few other guys and so you know I like some I don't like others but like. Um, they all have their good moments. They all have their good moments, but they're very much like, the, like that's what I'm talking about. You know, I think Richard Dawkins is a pretty respectable philosophy, but like someone like Tyson and Bill Nye, like like quintessential stereotype of like science you know, man. Yeah, <laughs> and like they, they were talking about like consciousness or whatever, and it was like the most like God, they don't know anything. It was like uh, Tyson was like, what if? consciousness is an illusion which is which is an actual position you can take but it's like it's it's not a it's not an accepted solution it's not an accepted answer it's one of the outliers and then like bill nye uh jokes around he's like what if we're what if you know he pretends like he's smoking a joint uh and he's like what if we're just thinking that we're thinking and i'm like that's an actual legitimate philosophical problem but it's like you know it's all the audience laughs and there are all these guys are laughing it's like that's actually like thinking that we're thinking that is pretty interesting I mean, yeah but like that's like that's like i mean that, uh that's Descartes, re- what do you call it um i think therefore yeah that, that's reflexivity that's yeah. the, the whole point of reflexivity Cogito. yeah and let alone the whole field of epistemology so it's just like I don't know. It, it pisses me off because it takes, and then someone like Tyson says things like, "Oh, philosophy pretends like it asks really deep questions," and I'm like it kind of does. Like that's kind of the whole point is that it asks deep questions. Like, yeah, we're not talking about, you know, uh, the nature of a black hole. Okay, like it's I don't know. It's it, the perspectives are different, and yeah, and it's not like it's not like the humanities disrespects science or, or hard sciences. It's it has no attitude like that towards that, but it's not reversed for, you know, for the hard sciences of the humanities. So yeah. Yeah. It irks me a lot. <laughs> I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, 
It's, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with some more to talk about. Our thoughts tonight. We are back on Our Thoughts Tonight. Our Thoughts Tonight. Salva Regina. Was that a different, uh, different group singing that? I don't know. It was just a different piece. Uh, okay. It was just that one of those like playlists, like oh, when yeah. you, when you're an 18th century oh, philosopher yeah. chilling in <laughs> the dark under candlelight or whatever. I love the ones where it's like when you're a when you're a villain or something like when yeah, you're a villain yeah. in the, the romantic period. Those or are something. so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that itself, like those videos, I mean, you could write an entire like phenomenological like. Oh yeah like essay on that i guess yeah i mean it, it, it ha- it's maybe phenomenological but yeah no, it's it, weird it, how it's just images and like songs but they create something else we've talked about this before yeah i i mentioned this in, actually in one of my classes too when we're talking about phenomenology it, it all connects i will say there is um there is a dungeon synth album that's uh the whole theme is that you're kind of like an old arab or jewish philosopher from like the middle ages <laughs> it's called ein dulmadir uh that kind of inspired Baykark, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's just like, uh, you know that 25 minute song from Burzum, Rundgang or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically, it sounds like that. It's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and the, and the, the, uh, an album cover is just this really old, really old Middle Eastern dude just going through scrolls. And it's like, oh, shoot, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, you found it on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You should send it to me. Yeah, well, but you want to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. The, um, so the question of. You see it a lot in news, and I almost like find it to be like a gimmicky news story these days, and uh, really fits with the Chat GPT thing, where like just like the question of is AI conscious or can yeah. it become conscious or has it even become conscious now is yeah. I'm not completely discounting it, so take this kind of with a grain of salt, but it's almost an unnecessary question because it's a huge assumption on the fact that we can create anything as intricate and yeah. powerful as consciousness or like through evolution, let's say yeah. whether, whether or not consciousness is a product of, of, of evolution, assuming yeah. it is. Yeah. So the, so the, so the question is like, yeah. do you think it, that question should be criticized? So the, do you think it's become a little bit gimmicky to ask if AI is conscious? Oh, a little bit gimmicky. Um, I, I mean, I think I think it depends on who's asking, but like, yeah, I mean, I'm. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. some journalist in the New York yeah. Times is trying to get clicks yeah. versus a scientist who's doing an actual like low key yeah. study on it. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 exactly what it is. Like, or I, philosopher. I I guess I am really like I'm really sick of the whole concept of AI. There's something about AI these days. I don't know. Like, I mean, it was fun right now doing ChatGPT, but like, I do. There's something about it that kind of makes me really like queasy. I don't know if you've seen those AI generated images at all. Like they're really oh they're kind of weird yeah they're, they're kinda, very cool kind of gross me out yeah but there are some <laughs> that like is like I don't know if you've seen those ones but like um I don't know, insert some pop culture thing a video game or a movie or something and uh, like uh, the ones I was seeing was like oh insert video game in the style of an eighties uh, aesthetic uh, an eighties aesthetic uh, dark fantasy film super cool images super intricate I can show you later and it's awesome. But there, I don't know. I keep like I kept seeing them. And it was just like super like I don't know. After a while, it just made me really fucking queasy. Um, they make you nauseous. Yeah, um, I, it's just weird. There's something all yeah, about. I agree. It. I agree. It's almost like um, it's not real. <laughs> there's um, like the faces. If you look at the faces, yeah. they kind of like have weird 
structures to them. Yeah. And like, this is the earlier one. I think yeah. it was Dolly. It was like, there was like weird swirls and stuff on the faces that mm-hmm. would just like kind of look really gnarly and make it's, me it's uncomfortable. It's like an acid trip. It's totally like an acid trip. Yeah. Actually, oh my God. Oh, dude. It's not really AI, but like, it, I guess it goes more technology stuff. Um, there's that show uh, on Netflix. I, uh, what's it called? Love, Sex, and Robots or something like that. I, I, I didn't watch it until... Is there like a documentary on like sex dolls? No, no, no. It's every episode is apparently different. It's it's computer animated stuff, but it looks really real, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tripping on acid, uh, and <laughs> it was the weirdest crap on acid. Really, it was like, what the hell are you doing to yourself watching that shit? <laughs> no, no. On no. Acid? Well, friend showed me. I, I was I didn't I was watch I didn't know what I was expecting. She was just like, just just I'm not gonna say anything. Just watch it and. I didn't know how to fathom it. I was like, I mean, it's part of the acid, but even when sober, it's super weird. It's yeah. like, is it yeah. real or is it not? Um, so yeah. what is it though? They're like robots? No, it's just every episode is like, the one I watched was about like knights or, and like some like um, sea lady. And there's another one oh, about okay, pirates. Okay. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just the name of the show. But I gotcha. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's super weird. And I feel like, but still, over, I mean, go back to the whole question of like AI though, of like, can they be conscious or whatever? It's like, yeah, I feel like, it is kind of an assumption and it's kind of like jumping the gun a little bit. Cause even if like, I mean, even with, um, philosophy of mind, even for those who do accept the thesis that like we can make consciousness, like we're nowhere near it. Like, like that's pretty much a widely accepted answer is like, even if it's possible, we're nowhere near it. So, um, it kind of shows a little bit of like human hubris a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's also, again, it's also just like, it further shows like, the lack of like attention to like the philosophical debate about these things. Mm-hmm. Like there's like philosophy of mind is one of the most, it's pretty much the largest area in metaphysics, which itself is the largest area of philosophy by far. And maybe, maybe tie with epistemology, but like it is, has such a rich academic background that like you can't just like post a journal article about it. Like, Oh, maybe it's answering my questions. It's like, there is so much depth into it. There's questions of emergence of selfhood of consciousness yeah, of quality to the fundamental questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's an age old question. So it's like, um, it goes back to like noose with Aristotle. Like it's, it's, it's a really complicated area. So just like the hypothetical nature of like, Oh yeah. Can robots be, can robots be real or AI this the AI that it's like, dude, like you know what you're talking about, and that's fine. People can people even like think about that kind of stuff, but like, I guess it is clickbaity for sure. It's for sure clickbaity. Yeah. There was one situation that I saw before we like do final thoughts. There was one situation I saw where um, a few months ago, I think I mentioned this earlier, with the AI scientist who was fired from Google for saying that he believes, or either he quit or he was fired. I, I can't remember, but uh, he thought that he said at least that he thought that Google's AI was con- had become conscious, but he used that as as kind of um, clickbait to yeah. have all these journalists from like Bloomberg or yeah. or New York Times or whatever it was uh, interview him, where he started talking about the consciousness yeah. and how it might have become conscious. But then he started talking about technocolonialism yeah. and saying like these things, whether or not they are conscious, oh, have nice. implications on society. Oh, and so he tricked them essentially. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So he was yeah. using. He's a very smart guy. Like yeah. I urge you to go watch this interview. Whoever's listening, it's this interview with this AI scientist on Bloomberg Business, um, on YouTube. Just type in AI Google. But 
the thing about that is that he's incredibly right because when you have Henry Kissinger writing books on AI yeah. and how it's, uh, you know, a modern domain of like colonialism, mm-hmm. you got to be careful and start paying attention yeah. to the implications of this. And I yeah. think like you're absolutely right for saying people don't think about yeah. the entire rich background of this. And in order to understand how powerful something like this yeah. can be, whether it becomes conscious or not is unimportant. Yeah. You have to take these things into account. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not yeah, it's not looking good. And people being obsessed with it is also just not healthy. Definitely. Yeah. It is a cool tool. It I'm is, not yeah. trying to be a Luddite or anything, but Yeah. I mean I think to a certain extent, I don't know. Like I mean yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like to a certain extent, like I don't want to plug in Ten Kazinsky again after all the, all these years <laughs> of not mentioning him. But like I think there is something to say about you know, constantly using technology as well. So technological singularity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the third episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, lost episodes now. But they're anyway. they're on there. They're it, just unpublished. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You'll never know. <laughs> the first two are, are lost. I think the first one's lost. I, I think the second one's there. The first one. It might be on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, I have to go look. Yeah, but um, so somewhere. Yeah. Should we do final thoughts? Yeah. Um, final thoughts. Uh, Man, I'm so like I love philosophy of mind, but like I hate the machine side of things, the AI side of things. It's just like I don't know, like go take a walk. I don't know, like you know, or whatever. I'm not even a person that's out in nature all the time. It's just like just it's just weird. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> Definitely, it's yeah. strange. Yeah, um, but it's helpful in a lot of ways. I, yeah, I use it periodically, but yeah, no, it's definitely cool. It's definitely cool. Uh, I guess I'm more mad at the people who are, uh, who are obsessed with it or who are developing it or who are like, think so highly of it or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. There is definitely, it's just like anything else. It's being, it's being turned into a thing. Yeah. 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 It's a new trend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, my final thought is, uh, follow us on Twitter at Kruchem Sanctum or on the link b- below and, uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode and, uh, Rate us five stars on Spotify, whatever. Thanks for listening. Our thoughts tonight. Our thoughts tonight. Oh, to write a song that has no meaning at all. That doesn't touch a personal nerve or heed a social call. That knows no up or down. That has no right or wrong That doesn't need a reason To waste some time with song Just like that old time Rock and roll with the easy chords And a touch of soul Give me old time rock and roll And I'll sing ba 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa Doesn't let it all hang out That doesn't wave any flag Or have any slogan to shout That knows no east or west That has no left or right That doesn't throw any stones Or look for any fight Just like that old time Rock and roll with the easy chords And a touch of soul Give me old time rock and roll And I sing ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
promise a brand new start that doesn't preach of rain and fire or heat any higher call that doesn't need a reason to mean nothing at all just like that old time rock and roll with the easy chords and a touch of soul give me old time rock and roll and i sing ba ba then whoa 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 just like that old time rock and roll with the easy chords and a touch of soul give me old time rock and roll and i sing ba 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 then whoa 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 ba ba then whoa 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 Bob Shabbat Ben, whoa, whoa, whoa.